Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Medicinal Monday on the Alter Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Susanna Alter. And it's Dr. Ben here. And we're both naturopathic doctors who empower individuals to heal themselves through whole food plant-based nutrition and mind-body medicine. Yes. So thanks for being with us. We're excited to talk about nitrates, nitric oxide, and their importance in creating and maintaining vascular health, what that means for your heart, your arteries, your brain, all aspects of your body, your genitalia. <laughs> this conversation often gets wrapped up into uh, sexual health and and libido and uh, you know sexual function. Well, yeah. Well, Ben, um, it's it's Valentine's Day. First of all, Happy Valentine's Day. And when we were thinking of a topic for today, Ben said, "Oh, what about something related to Valentine's Day?" Like like nitrates. And it's funny because my mind immediately went to like, oh yeah, increasing sexual function. Of course, Dr. <laughs> Susanna has has a, a dirty mind. You guys, if you didn't know that already. But I'm of course, kidding. nitrates are a heart healthy compound. Um, we're going to talk all about also the other organs that benefit from a healthy cardiovascular system. Yeah. And before we dive into specifically nuanced understanding of nitrates, I thought it would be helpful to kind of paint a broader picture and deeper understanding of cardiovascular health as a whole. Of course, when we're talking about cardiovascular health, we're talking about the health of the heart, cardiac function, but also the health health of the vascular system, which is the, I think, tens of thousands of miles. I forget how many thousands of miles of vasculature we have running through our body. Of course, arteries, arterioles, capillaries, venules, veins, you know, running, running to every cell of our body, uh, right? So of course, our, our vascular health is essential, not only for our heart and keeping our heart muscle working healthfully, but of course, our vasculature is going to the nooks and crannies of every part of our body. So when we're ever talking about speeding up and promoting and optimizing the healing process. We're talking about optimizing blood flow and vascular perfusion and vascular health. Um, You know, that there's just no way around it because our vascular system is carrying nutrients, oxygen, healing energy 
to every cell of our body. Yeah. So just to kind of point out a few organ systems that, you know, as we're talking about cardiovascular health, you can equate it also to the health of these other organ systems. It's any area in the body that has a high density of the smallest vessels. Think of brain health. Think of eye health. Think of kidney health. Think of sexual function, genitalia health. Teeny little, teeny little vasculature. Teeny little vasculature. Yeah. And then, of course, heart health. Because, And the reason why the heart is so important, obviously, is, is running the show and kind of pumping and moving blood throughout our body. Uh, but also, the heart muscle is so dense in vasculature as well. So a little blockage of a coronary artery, an artery feeding the muscle of the heart, leads to instant death of heart cells. Um, so when we're talking about cardiovascular health, you know, oftentimes people are talking about maintaining a healthy blood pressure, uh, maintaining healthy, healthy cholesterol numbers. Uh, but the most important factor in maintaining optimal cardiovascular health is maintaining optimal vascular function, which may, which when we're talking about vascular health, Really, we're getting a little bit of a nitty gritty and specific in discussing the endothelial lining of our vascular system. So, of course, we know that our vascular system is like tubes, like, you know, pipes, like not so unsimilar, dissimilar from, you know, plumbing. But the inside of that pipe, the inside lining of that pipe is most important. And then, of course, there's, you know, like a muscle that wraps the pipe and that contraction and dilates. But the inside lining of that pipe is super important. And it's made up of a single cell layer of endothelium. And it's oftentimes called the endothelium. <laughs> but we also have endothelium of our gastrointestinal tract and, and pretty much every other part of our body. So that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about maintaining optimal vascular health, because people get really, you know, focused in optimizing cholesterol numbers and blood pressure. But the fact is, if you have a healthy vascular system, it's okay to have higher than normal cholesterol numbers because those cholesterol molecules can only cause disruption if we've got irritation, inflammation, and so what's some kind, sometimes referred to as dysfunction of our endothelial lining. Endothelial dysfunction is a common term describing what we're talking about wanting to avoid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why today's discussion is going to be so heavily focused on nitric oxide. Right. Because nitric oxide is the single most powerful molecule for creating and maintaining vascular health and optimizing vascular function. It's so powerful, in fact, that it's given as a pharmaceutical medication for acute myocardial infarction or an acute heart attack, someone has slipped a little sublingual nitroglycerin, which immediately creates nitric oxide that allows the blood vessels to open up to dilate. So coronary blockages can be avoided and we can get perfusion going to the heart muscle again. So that's, that's how, that's how powerful nitric oxide is. And the fact is that our bodies are producing nitric oxide all the time in order to maintain optimal vascular function. And the production of nit nitric oxide is something that our bodies do, but we can and we do enhance that process by eating properly, 
and specifically nitrate-rich foods. So we're going to be talking about our nitrate-rich foods and how nitrate-rich foods optimize nitric oxide production and vascular function. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think it's also important to distinguish that nitrates that are naturally found in many plant foods are different than nitrites, which are often added to processed foods like bacon and other kind of deli meats. Cool. So you want to start there? Well, yeah, let's start there. Then we can talk about all the great plant foods. (laughs) Because when, you know, maybe, yeah, we throw a word like nitrate and maybe you go and Google nitrate or, and you, you know, you find that nitrate. So nitrates and nitrites are added to uh, processed foods in the form of sodium nitrates and nitrites and potassium nitrates and nitrites. And these are preservatives that are most often added to uh, processed meats like bacon and ham and salami and and stuff like that. And um, in the presence of high amounts of amino acids, uh, proteins, these nitrates and nitrites can create nitrosamines, which are potent carcinogens, cancer-causing agents. Um, So processed added nitrates, specifically in the context of processed meats, cooked at high temperatures also, help uh, the the high temperature helps to create the nitrosamine compounds, which are carcinogens. So yeah, just throwing that out there that when we're talking about nitrates, when we're talking about nitrites, when we're talking about nitric acid, we're talking about those compounds coming from nature not the preservatives that can really cause more harm than good. And it it's confusing. Mm-hmm. And it leads me to really appreciate the nuance of nature because not only are naturally occurring nitrates, uh, you know, found in the proper, with the proper phytonutrients, with the proper amino acid proportions to make these carcinogen, potential carcinogen causing compounds, anti-carcinogenic, anti-cancer causing, um, that that has to do with the fact that they're in perfect synergy with other natural compounds, most uh, most well studied of which is vitamin C. Vitamin C, which is, of course, in pretty much every single whole plant food and especially our, our nitrate rich whole plant foods. Vitamin C actually blocks the conversion of nitrates into nitrosamines. Um, so long story short, when we're eating these nitrate rich whole plant foods, we don't have to worry for a second about creating nitrosamines in our system. Uh, Whereas when we're eating added nitrates, added nitrates, especially in the context, again, of those uh, processed meats, yep, they're cancer causing for more reasons than one, one of which is those nitrosamine formation. Okay. Is that confusing Yeah, so we got the bad nitrites out of the way. So now let's talk about naturally occurring nitrates that we can find in foods and really how they support our body's level of nitric oxide is that when we eat these nitrate-rich foods, we have bacteria in our saliva that actually converts the nitrates into nitrites, but then finally into nitric oxide via Uh, an enzyme called nitric oxide synthase. So this is what we want. And so we might be asking, okay, well, what foods are high in nitric or are are high in nitrates that support higher levels in nitric oxide? And think of lots of leafy greens. So at the top of the list, there's arugula, spinach, 
beets and beet greens actually have even more nitrates than beets do. Um, kale and cabbage and pretty much all leafy greens are really abundant in these nitrates. Um, so that's a great source of, nitri of, of nitrates. But there's also foods that help produce healthy levels of nitric oxide in the body because they actually upregulate that enzyme, that nitric oxide synthase enzyme. And those are foods like uh, pomegranate. Pomegranate is known to support that enzyme, but also pomegranates are so high in antioxidants, it actually prevents the oxidation of nitric oxide. So it helps um, keep the, the nitric oxide circulating in the blood longer. Pre prevents the oxidation, or you mean antioxidants help preserve endothelial function, help create, help, because the fact is, um, when we're talking about endothelial function, when we're talking about nitric oxide production, we have to also talk about just oxidation that happens when we're under oxidative stress. Of course, there are many sources of oxidative stress, but when we're talking about oxidative stress within our vascular system, that is what kind of starts the process that we know of endothelial dysfunction. So antioxidants are really key and crucial. And again, they're built into all plant foods, right? Uh, which is super cool. But yeah, when you're talking about... Um, nitric oxide, nitric oxide synthase and nitric oxide formation, we can't forget about the naturally occurring, because even if you're not eating our nitrates, even if you have a, a mm -hmm. diet that's void of nitrates, um, a carnivore diet, for example, like no nitrates in carnivore diet, um, we are still creating nitric oxide because we've got this endogenous system that takes arginine, which is an amino acid, and creates nitric oxide through the nitric oxide synthase enzyme. Um, so that pathway is always running to preserve vascular function. And if it's not, then we're in we're in deep doo-doo. And mm -hmm. but the the interesting thing is that 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 specific nitric oxide synthase enzyme and that pathway of creating endogenous nitric oxide actually really does decline as we age. So it's like the as we age, as that pathway goes down, we better be eating a lot of nitrate-rich whole foods to augment our nitric oxide production and maintain vascular health. Mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why also those arginine-rich foods can also support our production of nitric oxide in the body. Um, lots of foods are high in arginine, but in terms of plant foods, yeah. nuts and seeds are a good source. But um, Also cacao. And cacao. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about, you know, that that class of foods that really helps um, upregulate the activity of nitric oxide synthase. And I mentioned pomegranates, but also cacao, which both of those foods, like you said, Dr. Ben, are just so rich in antioxidants. So it brings that vascular benefit as well. Mm -hmm. um, but also garlic has been studied to upregulate uh, nitric oxide synthase. And um, one more food on my list. Oh, just the connection between uh, vitamin C rich foods and also the upregulation of this entire pathway. Um, so citrus, we love our amla berry and mm. our acerola cherry and all these foods that are high in vitamin C are also going to support um, all of these benefits. Plus, vitamin C is an antioxidant in and of itself. So, yeah, so. We went through the process of how the nitrates, which are found in our whole plant foods, our leafy greens, our beets, 
um, and pretty much every vegetable, but you know, those are at the top of the list. The bacteria in our mouth, it's so cool that we've got this symbiotic relationship. Of course, we know there's a symbiotic relationship with our human cells and bacteria in our lower digestive tract, our small intestine and colon. Uh, but we've got this symbiotic relationship with bacteria in the mouth as well that help us break down these nitrates and create nitrates that can be further, uh, you know, broken down and oxidized into nitric oxide. And nature is helping us along the way we've in through through this uh, symbiotic relationship with those bacteria. Right. Yeah. So the the last thing that I wanted to to focus on was the importance of the oxidation conversation. Um, again, because we kind of covered this right from the get go, how endothelial function is really um, essential. Proper endothelial function is essential for maintaining vascular health, cardiovascular uh, health, and and really the health of every vascular. Um, what am I trying to say? Every blood vessel in your body. Um, but when we're talking, it's so easy to get so focused and nitty gritty nuanced in this conversation. And really what we, what really serves us practically is considering our oxidative load and versus our antioxidative load. So we want to have an abundance of antioxidants to counteract the oxidation that is invariably going to be taking place just by, by virtue of just being on planet earth, eating, breathing, drinking, we're exposed to free radicals. We're exposed to contaminants and pollutants and toxins and oxidative stress is always happening within our body. Um, but we want to mitigate that oxidative stress. And we also want to have an abundance of antioxidants to quench the free radicals and the oxidation that is going to happen. But one of the most powerful things that we can do to mitigate the oxidative stress happening specifically within our vascular system is avoiding added oils. Um, added oils separate from the other the, the other parts of the whole plant foods, right? When we when we process when we process an oil, when we create an oil, when we press an olive to create an oil, we get the fat, we get the fatty acids, but we kind of throw out the the fiber and the protein and the carbohydrates and to a large extent a lot of the phytonutrients and antioxidants that preserve the uh, healthy fats and prevent the oxidation and the rancidity of those healthy fats um, but the moment that we cook with the fat the moment that we ingest the fat in its pure processed uh, oil form the oxidation of that fatty acid occurs. And the byproduct of that is endothelial dysfunction and starting this process of uh, vascular inflammation and potential damage. So a great thing that you can do for your vascular health is avoiding added processed oils. And this has been well-documented studies specifically by Dr. Caldwell Eskiston, a lot of our whole food plant-based uh, eaters out there most likely know. Right. Also, of course, you know, that's a huge dietary factor. Um, other lifestyle factors that greatly increase oxidative damage, smoking, yeah, that's, excess alcohol. We, we know this kind of <laughs> We know that stuff, but yeah. I, you know, yeah. I just have to put it out there because smoking will get a lot of oxidation in the body. Yeah. And, and pollution and toxins in general for that matter. Right. So yes, all that, that conversation is, is really important. Um, 
but I think I, I wanted to just emphasize that because I think it's so easy to think, oh, nitrates. We live in this world where it's like, you know, what's the latest, greatest magic pill? What can I put in to, mm -hmm. to create more health? And yes, of course, nitrates are awesome. And we encourage you to do that. We certainly do ourselves. But more often than not, the context is super important. And it's, it's often more powerful to take things away that are contributing to damage than just adding more things in. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this whole conversation, hopefully it also helps you see how whole food plant-based eating has such great research behind it yeah, around it, cardiovascular health, like how this way of eating does reverse cardiovascular disease. Because yes, it's one one great thing to to hear like, oh, eat this way and you'll heal your heart. But there's so many different um, intricate pathways that are playing into the reversal of disease. And so in this episode, we talked about, of course, the importance of nitric oxide and also the importance of antioxidants. And we didn't cover all the different aspects, but hopefully you have a little bit more of an understanding as to really what's changing physiologically when you eat whole food plant-based. And as we get more nuanced and, you know, talk about this molecule and this compound and this and that, it's so important to not lose sight of the forest through the trees, right? And just, just maintain that bigger picture and understanding and appreciation of the synergy that nature provides and the simplicity that it really, you know, even though it gets super complicated and complex, there's such an elegant simplicity to it as well. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up today's episode, maybe just a quick reminder that if you're feeling like you want to understand more of the how of how whole food plant-based eating does heal the body, go take one of our free whole food plant-based challenges yeah. if you haven't already. And uh, we actually have one that's focused on cardiovascular health, uh, the heart attack proof challenge. Yes. Um, we've got the energy upgrade challenge, the detoxification challenge, the heart attack proof challenge, and the anti-inflammatory challenge. Yes. So go over to- Go choose one www.alter.health to enroll in one of those free challenges. And if you're looking for more practical support on how to really bring this into your kitchen, you can also feel free to become an Alter Health supporter for just $11 a month. You'll get a weekly meal guide showing exactly what we eat every week and also um, a monthly support call with our awesome Alter Health supporters. And if you want even more support, go over to our website, look out our Thrive on Plants program. That's mm -hmm. how we support individuals one-on-one -on -one and in a group setting in achieving their health goals as quickly as possible. Peace and love, you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.